This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to visit with Julie Slattery. Julie's a brilliant leader who's the president at UW Care Direct. And she's going to talk to us about UW Care Direct, about the University of Wisconsin, and, and a lot more in a, in, a, in a career in leadership. Julie, can you take a moment to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about UW Care Direct? Yeah, thank you for inviting me here today. Um, it is very exciting time for home care, and I'm kind of thrilled to share um, a little bit about my path, but also some of what lies ahead, lies ahead of us. Um, as with most of us in healthcare, my career has taken a series of different paths and turns. Um, obtained my bachelor's degree in nursing from Iowa, master's from Wisconsin, and then attended Concordia to obtain my nurse practitioner certification. So I began my career in pediatric inpatient care and then subsequently moved to home care pretty quickly, which was actually over 30 years ago. I joined UW Care Direct back in 94 and moved through a variety of roles, including discharge planning, case management, and then advanced to leadership positions over the course of 17 years. I'd sort of hit my ceiling for leadership advancement and subsequently ventured out of the organization, expanding as a leader in hospice. Feeling the pull of direct patient care, as I always have throughout my nursing career, I then went back and obtained my nurse practitioner certification and cared for pediatric palliative care and hospice patients in our UW Children's Hospital. Throughout my career, it's been critical for me to maintain you know, key relationships. And as a result of that, I was asked to return to CareDirect in 2019 as the chief clinical officer to lead a variety of consolidations, which ultimately tripled our workforce. Uh, my experience outside of the organization was really essential to this role and to the advancement of the organization. Um, in addition to that, it, it, it helped me when I was asked to, um, you know, become the president. So as the chief clinical officer, I wasn't necessarily gunning for this role uh, as president, but um, unfortunately, our, our president was diagnosed with a serious medical condition, and I took over as interim president about a year and a half ago. And so when he did not return to that position and I was interim for about nine months, um, talked with the board of directors and UW Health and was asked to take the position permanently. I've really been enjoying the position um, now that I sort of have my sea legs under me as, uh, as the president of the organization. And I was able to really call all of what I had learned thus far throughout my career and apply it to not only combining multiple teams from different organizations, but also to the strategic vision we were beginning to form as a newly consolidated entity. Thank you. So a lot there. And, and, and talk about, I'm going to ask you, Julie, an unfair question and the most difficult question. And you don't have to answer this if you're uncomfortable with it, okay? Sure. The, um, you're a UW grad, you're an Iowa grad, when the Hawkeyes play the Badgers, who do you cheer for? <laughs> well, I cheer for the Hawkeyes, uh, and it's been a it's been a difficult road to travel here in Wisconsin. But I always say uh, to the individual that's asking me, uh, you know, if you moved to Iowa, would you become a Hawkeye fan? And they quickly say no. 
So that's kind of my that's kind of my response to those types of questions. <laughs> and, and, and I will ask you an even tougher question, given that you're now in Wisconsin. One more tough question, then we'll get back to business. I promise. <laughs> when the Packers play the Bears, oh. the Bears play the Packers. Or are you a Vikings fan because you're an Iowan? Where do you fit in that? And I know it's a sports question. I know it's an unfair question. But Packers versus Bears, who do you cheer for? Uh, actually, neither. Uh, we're really not. We, we watch the NFL, but we really don't have an allegiance to one particular team, probably because I grew up in Iowa and we didn't necessarily have one. So um, I'm, I'm neutral, neutral on the subject. <laughs> a fair and political answer. You'll have to adopt the Packers if you stay in Wisconsin for the rest of your career. You've been there for a long time now. You might have to become a Packers fan. I, I mean, I hate to say it, but you might have to. So I let, might let me have ask you. I, I get pushed on a regular basis, so we'll see what happens. Well, and it's nothing. There's something blessed about the Packers. It's 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 in some ways a beautiful franchise. So I wouldn't I wouldn't um, feel bad if you joined Packers sort of Packer dynasty. Um, the uh, it, 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 to take you back to healthcare, home care, the changing evolution towards home care. What are some of the trends that you're watching? Is labor just as hard to get in home care as it is in the hospital? What what are you watching out there? What are the big trends and issues you're watching? It is. Um, it is. It, it is equally as exciting of a time for home care as it is for challenging to our workforce. So one of the, um, I'll, I'll kind of give a, a, a couple of answers here to explain those further. One of the positive outcomes of the pandemic was that it really highlighted the exceptional complex care that can actually be provided in the home while maintaining or improving patient outcomes. So those of us in this space have always had full visibility to the accomplishments and you know activities that can occur in the home. But for the rest of the world, there was this sort of this understanding that home care was limited. Um, and one example of this is expanding acute care at home. So prior to the pandemic, there were several health systems that had expanded home care and stood up hospital at home programs, such as Johns Hopkins, Mount Sinai, and Presbyterian. This really set the stage for CMS to then approve a waiver during the pandemic to allow uh, reimbursement for these services where they prior to this had not. And we subsequently had many more programs throughout the country. Uh, we're excited to launch our own program this year, supplementing our, you know, our strong traditional home health presence, as well as a successful home-based primary care program. Regarding the workforce, just as difficult or more difficult than, you know, than inpatient nursing. So home care, you know, sort of as I, I, I mentioned in, you know, the trend, the, the first thought when you think of health care is to go to the clinic or to go to the hospital. It's not always to go to the home. I would say that that trend also holds true for the nursing workforce. So it's, you know, it's definitely a niche type of, of service. You know, you're invited into patients' homes, and you, it's a very humbling and um, honored, you know, position to be in, but it's not for everybody. So really, we've become, we've needed to become really creative with how we set up our model of nursing care so that we've got both support from a remote status, as well as the boots on the ground and our clinicians in the home providing that direct care. Thank you. When you look at this year coming up, 2023, we're through the first month, what are you most focused on? What are the big priorities this year? Definitely the big priorities are our nursing workforce. 
and retention and then advancing recruitment. And not only, you know, recruitment and retention, but, you know, really partnering with uh, UW Health and, you know, any other um, organizations that are that are really helping us grow that nursing workforce to develop that pipeline and to really get creative about how we develop that pipeline as, you know, as the as baby boomers age and Medicare Advantage plans, you know, are going to just continue to boom. Um, we're just going to see more and more patients that need our services. And, you know, quite honestly, once they've been cared for at home, they really don't want to go back into the brick and mortar if they don't have to. So it's really a focus of how do we build that workforce and the processes around it so that we can care for more patients in their homes and continue to maintain that high quality and that safe care that we have been for so many years. Thank you very, very much. Advice for leaders. You've had this wonderful leadership career. It's easy to see why from speaking with you. Just a pleasure to visit with you. Talk about advice for leaders. How do you become a leader? How do you start to think from you know, nurse to nurse practitioner to leader? How does that evolution occur? And what advice you know, for taking that transition? You know, as a nurse, I have vacillated between direct patient care and leadership positions my whole career, as I mentioned before. So I get into a leadership position and I think, gosh, I really miss direct patient care. And then I get into direct patient care and I think, I love working with the patients one-on-one, -on -one, but I could make such a large impact as a leader um, because I can you know, lead this group to impact just that many more lives. So I've kind of gone back and forth, but those, th those activities have really been critical contributions to my success. I've functioned in many different roles with experiences that really enriched my understanding of the continuum of care. So patients, you know, traveling through the continuum of care and getting the right care at the right time in the right place um, and, and enhancing that patient experience. You know, during my time in pediatric palliative care and hospice, I was able to draw upon my earlier years of providing home health and private duty nursing to children with complex needs. So it was, it was you know, me drawing upon those experiences and then applying them to my leadership style. So explaining that as a leader, I'm able to relate to the needs of our patients, but at the same time, use that expertise to strategize, educate, and lead our workforce toward positive patient outcomes. Thank you very, very much. Julie Slattery, a pleasure visiting with you. I respect your choice on the beers and Packers, and I understand as you move in that direction. <laughs> I, respect your, I, I respect your leadership a great deal more, and, and, I, and I am completely uh, copacetic with your Iowa over Wisconsin choice, given that you're an Iowa native, that you, you handle it well. In, in, all, in all honesty, thank you for joining us, and what a wonderful career. Thank you very, very much. Yeah, thank you, Scott. And if I can just add, um, you know, my advice to, you know, to, uh, to nurses, but, all, you know, all of the all folks that are interested in becoming leaders is engage in as many opportunities as you can to expand your experience and your relationships and just keep learning. Um, you know, we, I hold myself accountable to, to being the best at what I can do. And I expect to do what is right every time. And that's actually a quote from our, from our mission statement. And as a leader, I hold myself accountable to this statement. And I believe any emerging leader should hold these values close. 
Oh, Julie, phenomenal. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very, very much. You're welcome, and thank you. Have a great day.